Hey, it's Steve Foster's After Show on AfterBuzz TV. Tonight we're breaking down Season 5, Episode 9. It's the mid-season finale called Prom. And here to help us break it down is AJ Williamson. No, his name is AJ. He plays character AJ. <laughs> <laughs> You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, AfterBuzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. Oh my God. What wow. a start we're off to. Okay, yes. who is here joining us? It is... Tom Williamson, <laughs> who plays AJ. Yeah, AJ right? Hinsdale. Yes, you did. Oh, that's this oh time. God, what a night. Sorry, just prom. I'm like flustered from it. You know, yes. it didn't end my way. You know, so, I don't know, I'll see. <laughs> you don't want it to end your way. Right. Yeah, well, we'll see. Okay, let's do some intros. I'm Jeffrey Masters, and on Twitter, I tweet from Jeff Masters one yeah. I'm Hannah Pritchard. I tweet from at the hotshot dude. I'm Jillian Leff. I tweet from at Jillian Leff. I'm Stephanie Georgie. I tweet from at Stephanie Georgie. Okay. <laughs> you don't get one. Yeah, Thank you for coming back. That's cool. Yeah, man. <laughs> me back today. Absolutely. Yeah. We're excited to have you. And uh, to bring the mood down a bit, it is... Uh, <laughs> crazy freaking timing that they announced that DACA would be ending and right. we have this storyline the same day that aired tonight isn't that eerie yeah yes. it tends to happen with this show it does a lot yeah. I was thinking about that when Marriage Equality was announced they were yep. shooting the wedding episode they yeah. were yeah. and when the shooting happened yeah. or Orlando happened oh uh, yeah yeah it's, it's just, just the timing is eerie I don't, I don't know how to explain it other than that. Well, I mean, I think we have to, like, applaud the writers and producers mm-hmm. that they're willing to tackle these storylines as well. Mm-hmm. You know, they didn't have to write about a, a gun shooting. They didn't have, there was, mm-hmm. Hemena, uh, Hemena didn't exist for this season mm-hmm. right. in, in, this, in the world. <laughs> uh, they, you know, they didn't have to write that storyline again. So, I was like, it's very admirable. And, uh, and tonight, I believe the episode was directed beautifully by Joanna Johnson she, and written she by her as well. directed yeah. everything. Yeah, she was the leader on this one she was That's the general awesome. and it was a very ambitious episode as you saw yeah you know it was it was probably it may have been the only episode that so far i've been a part of in a table read and i was like whoa all the emotions mm-hmm. yeah. all of them mm-hmm. but it was still a fun episode yeah. like it was still like prom and fun and a lot was happening at the same time it was so but it was fun. really fun. Yeah. How long did the prom scene take in that warehouse to shoot? They were there for a while. Really? Yeah, i was in and out um, they didn't need me for depth. They just needed me for some looks and then that short dialogue. But they were in that hot warehouse down in like uh, I don't know, Gardena. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. For a while, yeah. Um, I wonder. I, I don't think you can answer this, but I wonder what that light budget was for real. Mariana, Damn. she hooked it up. That was insane. Did they raise? <laughs> you know, there are certain things that happen on TV that are unrealistic that make me throw my pen, and then there are certain things like this, like suspension disbelief, that I like. I've, I don't care about. Yeah. Agree. You know, like they, I want it to look cool. Give me yeah. the lights. Yeah. It looked beautiful. It did. it did. And they all had incredible prom dresses. I'm sorry, but nobody had cool prom dresses like I mean aside from myself when I was in high school. I spent <laughs> so much money on my stupid stupid prom dress. I look at it now and I'm like, what? What, what was I thinking? Actually, they did a really funny thing on Twitter today. Um, if you look on the hashtag Foster's Prom or the Everyone Foster's Prom. It? Yeah, so I posted oh. my prom photo with my date. Yours is unreal. It is. The dress is something else. Uh, I will go on my Twitter and look at it because it's there. Um, but yeah, just looking at everybody's prom photos, it was just like adorable and kind of brought me back. And it's, you know, it's a start, new start of a school year. Everyone's going back. So it was just kind of like fun mixed with heavy and I really enjoyed this episode I think it was important poignant and fun it was yeah 
Yeah. Great. And we got to see that Mariana is fluid in her sexuality. Yes. So great. Oh, oh my, my God. God. That look, Steph's look. Yeah. <laughs> She's so good. Terry Polo is everything. All of us oh. just busted out yeah. laughing. Oh my God. The fact that Steph was there to be able to have that look. Yeah. Right. My God. Also, the other. TV shows have had these storylines where characters fake gay for like a laugh or for a joke mm-hmm. and they can't get away with it but this show can because there's so much representation yes. right yeah. it's not the only gay representation is not faking it right you know? exactly. so like that's why there's not an issue on this mm-hmm. but, oh my and god I, I love that that uh, Steph did, that that was her only reaction yeah. because yes. she's like I already know that there's something going on that mm-hmm. I don't have to worry about because it's Emma kissing Mariana <laughs> But there was there was like tongue. That oh, was yeah. a full on kiss. I was she like, oh. it, yeah. I'm sure. Oh, I'm sure as yeah. actresses, they were like, oh, this is our moment. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure, and they were ready for it. Damn. Great. We finally met Olivia Newman. <laughs> Newland. Newland. Yeah. Olivia oh, yeah. M. You and these last names today. <laughs> don't, don't throw shade on my show, okay? <laughs> AJ slash Tom. <laughs> AJ Williamson. AJ Williamson. Uh, Marianne Williamson. Um... <laughs> Olivia, I love, and I like the the. I don't know, like how they came up with like the storyline where she need, and Mariana needed a fake a boyfriend, and we got Wyatt again, who we've been oh seeing in a while. Yes. Wyatt with a haircut. I like Seriously. thought he moved. Agreed. I was like, I didn't Indiana, but I guess suspension of disbelief. I don't know. He's just been well, there. Nobody was dating him, so they didn't show him again. Right. Well, I guess that too, but also like I noticed with. Um, AJ, like, he'll disappear. Like, he's he's at Anger Beach, cool. but, like, yeah. he's not, yeah. like, the center, which is fine, but we haven't seen Wyatt in seasons? Yes. I don't know. Like, it's this been a while. This like some Game of Thrones. <laughs> yes. Like, <laughs> you didn't just get to the wall from the island that quickly. I get it. I get it. It's re- It was weird. Let's just skip over Wyatt. Let's Whatever. He looked great with his haircut, though. Let's I was happy ha- to see his haircut. I agree, but let's be really happy about Matt, because yeah. that was True. everything. Tell us why. (laughs) (laughs) Because I love Mariana because that's what she deserves and because he's not really dating Zoe. They had broken up and he gave her 20 bucks knowing that there's no raffle at the dance. Love him. It's so cute. It is. He's so cute. Uh, I thought that was her sex work. Oh, sorry. Um, I can't with Jeff. Mariana, no, Matt is good dating material too. I would pick the character of AJ in that category as well. Yes. Um, What is the girl's name that AJ went to prom with? Dawn. Dawn. That's his new girlfriend that... Are they dating? Came up on out the of show? nowhere. Yeah. Yes, the one that yeah, swooped in. Yeah. That was a girl that he kissed on the basketball court? Uh, Come on. Yeah. Right, but that. AJ's also still in an open relationship, yeah, correct? Yeah, still open, yeah. Oh, yeah. right. That's very progressive. <laughs> yeah. It's 2017, Jeff. He's like, yeah, I don't care. I got a house now. I got a daddy. I got a Kids are doing crazier stuff than open relationships in 2017. Now. I'm sure. True. Very true. I, I so guess sad. to by default... AJ is Brandon's brother now, yeah. yes. which makes AJ. Well, I don't know if he's been adopted officially. It's okay. I guess like it's in process. Yeah, it's yes. processing. Yeah. Yeah. Which, as soon as he can, as soon as he marries Anna, he's allowed to adopt right. um, AJ, where there's no issues because of her burning or not. Yeah. But so their brother is Brandon and AJ. Brandon's sister is Callie. That makes Callie and so AJ they both brother hit... sister. Not really. No, I know. No. Yeah, I think so. I think so. <laughs> Don't I'm, I'm, I'm changing think so. the family tree. <laughs> Listen, I'm really curious to see where this goes, especially because you guys have not started filming the other, the second half yet, right? Or you have week. this week? Next week. Next week. Yeah. So we had some really great moments with Callie and AJ specifically tonight, but that look that Aaron gave AJ or AJ gave Aaron when? at the end of the dance, like. 
you were yeah callie walked away and you just like kind of looked at him and he looked at you and oh see, I, I missed that oh there at was the a look yeah well they cut it together so there was a look okay. yeah right. but they, there was a yeah there was like there was a glance that everyone on twitter is pretty buzzy about really yeah because yeah. i i don't think people are over callie and aj of course well they shouldn't be but oh, I oh. get out of here okay I no. love Aaron. Sorry. I love Aaron too. I'm like, I know AJ's not going anywhere. He's yeah, part he's of the family my, now. He's my baby yeah. now. Don't worry about but it. But I'm like, don't take Aaron away from us. I like Aaron. Yes. But um, I, I love the dynamic between Callie and Aaron and their fight because that's very real. Mm. You know, the conversation that they had where she's like, so you tried to catch me in a lie. You're trying to back me in a corner. I thought we were going to be honest with each other, which is what he should have done in the first place. And it's just true that like everybody has insecurities in relationships and I found that to be very real and Aaron was very right to say and here's the thing though Callie as much as she shouldn't be judged and blamed for these things sometimes you have to take responsibility and own up on to certain things that he's right like I get it because Aaron did steal him yeah her from uh, AJ and, and that's poorly phrased statement on his part yeah. right oh, no, like that's his insecurity talking yeah. right how can you not think that yes yeah, yeah. So who knows? Mm-hmm. I, I like I like seeing fights on TV Poor where I think that yeah. both sides are correct. Right. You yeah. Because like then I'm invested and I don't know ah who to root for. Yeah. He shouldn't have said it that way, but she should right. recog- She shouldn't be as hurt because. Yeah. If Callie gets back with AJ, she has in this no period of this way. half season, this nine episodes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She, there's been a lot of growth mm-hmm. and character building. Like so they she would could be, be a new together. person. They would. They would both be new people because now he's not all damaged and whatnot and hurt too and they damaged. could just be happy Whoa. how do you feel about oh that oh my god he's so damaged his I brother left that. him right I that. yeah he looks he's he seems better he has some stability in his life well, I'm laughing hear- because I was having flashbacks to your brother Ty. Yes, in exactly. In one episode, they were saying like, "Where, where is Ty? We need Ty." And I was like, "Why do they want Thai food that bad?" <laughs> and for literally the whole episode, I was like, "What is going on? He- Who's Ty? What's Ty? Do they not have Thai food in San Diego?" Tom, they don't. Jeff actually is literally know. the worst at character names on this show. <laughs> he'll be watching the show and he'll be like, "Wait, who's that? Yeah, yes. what's that? What's her name again? Who's Grace? Who's Grace? No, that is a confidentiality that <laughs> broke on my heart. What's her name? No, you mean the girl who's like dying but, okay, right now? To my, to my to my defense, since yeah. no one's sticking up for me, <laughs> Tom, <laughs> I will say that they're every character on the show, their real life name, like a Mike Danny Nucci. That's like, there's a Danny on the show, and there's yeah. a Mike on the, on the show, show, and there's Grace, like this and, that. and there's an actual Grace. Yes, exactly. Touché, touché. So I can't Anna, Anna Grace. Anna Grace. Who's the Danny on the show? Um, there was Danny, Mike's she, ex. Brandon lost her yeah. virginity. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Her. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. Mike's first girlfriend. Yeah. So Danny and she's Mike was dating Danny, the right. character. And so like it was downhill from there. Yeah. Well, Too let's real. bring it back. Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna reel everyone in. I want I'm gonna to say some correct names. Okay. I'm gonna reel people in. I'm sorry. So I accept your apology. Tom, for a, a character question, hopefully yeah. you can answer it. What do you think AJ's driving force was to actually drive the car, the getaway car? Do you think that was like heart motivated? For sure, like he wanted to make sure that they were okay. She wanted to make sure that Callie was okay, or you just like getting yourself into trouble. No, I definitely I think him going to the protest and experiencing that, and you know Callie being right about what's the guy's name was Kyle. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not that she's just chasing these like you know wild goose chases, you know, and these runaway trains and these things that she should just be leaving for someone else to deal with is that she really has this heart 
that really just wants to help people. And I think them two, they had that moment at the uh, protest, you know, where they kind of locked in again on each other. I think that's what his driving motivation was to get behind the wheel of that car because Dawn is cute, but, you know, looks fade. Mm-hmm. And even though we're in high even though we're in high school, you know, that's I true. think AJ really, really, really loves, I mean, you got to remember, Callie saved his life. He was on the street. He was homeless. He was getting mugged. And he's not a kid that's, you know, supposed to design to be on the street. Wasn't built for that. She saved his life, brought him into the family, even after he lied and stole from her. Mm-hmm. So there's a real deep love. Yeah, that's so. I forget you know? all of this. Remember that? Yeah. There's yeah. a real deep like, There's a real connection. There's a connection. There. I was just going to say, definitely because they went through a lot and can compare a lot. Yeah. At that, the end of the yeah. day. That's a great question, Julianne. I also yeah. think from a viewer perspective, uh, he ain't taking your job, girl. Don't worry. Yeah, don't <laughs> that was a great question. Yeah, that was a great question. <laughs> just you know, it's it's. I love to know what the actor thinks. What, what yeah. makes AJ rise and thrive in that moment? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> What's that? Okay, look at the track. Come on, get out of here. <laughs> I think that AJ has that good Samaritan quality in him that Callie has, and so mm-hmm. like this is a person in need for a reason, and like the police, the ICE are seeking her out for a reason that she like had no choice in. She was brought to America as a young child. And so I think, like, you see that and, like, want to help. Right. Yeah. yeah. And that's think, in the character. And all of the guys, I can't help but want to believe that they know Callie. Like, you know, I know Callie. You know, for everyone True. who has fallen for her. And I think what helps is that because she hasn't really changed, it's not, it, you can accept the fact that it is her. It's right. not just a phase. It's not because of her age. It's just that, damn, it's been three years and she's still on the same ish. And so I think you can maybe respect someone a little more when you know it's an honest part of them rather than just a phase or something like, um, you know, some rebel thing going on with right. them. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, and, and they have a tight bond. She she needed help mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. in that moment. And that moment was so tense for me. I feel like, you know, they always have really good finales. Last finale we had, you know, Callie, like, being in this hotel room and, you she know. Motel. The motel room, sorry. <laughs> motel. Um, but my heart was racing like, as soon as they got in the car, I was like, oh, no. Mm-hmm. It felt like a horror movie to me. Like, yeah. my my heart was pounding, and you obviously don't know what's going to happen, but the thing that was so, like, impactful to me was when they got into the church and it was silence, mm-hmm. and they walked into the big room, mm-hmm. and you guys were just like, what What do we do? Like, uh, And it was just, like, so that. symbolic. Because mm-hmm. it just, I yes. don't know, like, you're in the house of God, and exactly. it's just, and, like, I, I, don't, I don't know, you know, it's... Yeah. A calm, just hit a me, calm yeah. went over them. Yeah. I agree. I think that the church does do that, and I, I thought it was super symbolic as well, and it was nice because you could even see Jimena breathe easy. They even focused on, you know, the way, like, Callie and everyone's chest just like, and you just see them kind of calm down until someone says, you know, so what do it's, we do now? I, and I didn't know that that was a part of the law, too. I didn't yeah, either. And because they've entered courthouses. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, there was that horrible case, I believe it was on the West Coast, where a woman was in court because her, like, a man she was dating like physically abused her and like the, the court case was about that ice entered there and took her away right. when you know she's sort of like prosecute this guy so I didn't know that they couldn't enter, enter church which is so fascinating to me that we have like a separation of church and state right, right. I, I did, still respect that I did I did know that but I don't know why I thought that was something that was done that we couldn't do that anymore because that's been that's a rule for like yeah. hundreds of years I feel wow. like and except for those who burn the churches down but yeah I thought that was beautiful. Yeah, that I'm was... so happy that, that Callie even thought of that. I'm sure it was Jimena's yeah. idea, yeah. but right. still. Yeah, right. and, and, and and I like the phone tray, too. Like, you know, Jude I... and Callie and Noah and also Steph calling. Who's Steph call? 
Steph called somebody. Steph oh, called Callie. Uh, yeah. Lena. Oh, Lena. Yeah. Callie called Steph. Steph called Lena. Callie called Ju- Jude. 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 Jude called Noah yeah. to talk to his mom, and then they called her back, and then they. And they I forgot about that was uh, Noah's mom. Yeah. Which is yeah, but that's that's brilliant, you know. Yeah, it yeah. is. Jeez. Oh, I know. This it was so good. Such a, it's wild. Well, and now I'm like, how long are they going to be protesting in this church? Well, he, that, but also, you know what sucks? How is many people ICE are coming trying to, to have her for a threat against the United States? For real, right? Come on. And also, she's the, just trying to stay in San Diego. That's it. And Aaron <laughs> also to to saw school. them drive away mm-hmm. towards that. Like, I have to wonder how he's going to play a part in this be- as well. He's going to do something stupid, and, and has, I hate that. And he has he every reason to be angry because he knows that they do have a connection. And, and that's the worst part about Callie is that you just have to wait for whatever she's going to decide, and I think that they're all willing to wait for that. Yes, and yet he doesn't know why they were driving off together with Mena in the backseat. Or he does know, and it hurts or him he that he can't just be on... Right. Yeah. He, he didn't see Mena, but yeah. still, but even you at the protest, it's like you're on board for something that he wasn't, and it makes yeah. him frustrated yeah. that he can't be as supportive as you are, but you're coming from different places, yeah. mm-hmm. you know? I just can't not think about the... I think it's like the 800,000 people under DACA, mm-hmm. which is just a massive number, and the, their mental health at wondering that this program now is going away, although Donald Trump tweeted that the uh, Congress has six months to figure it out, and then he said he might revisit it in six months if they don't yeah. figure it out. It's like, whatever that means. So, like, their mental health at saying, like, is this country kicking me out or not? Right. And well, every day thinking mm-hmm. that. Well, it's interesting because I know people, I know dreamers directly affected by this, and fortunately, one of them was recently married, so... They think that she's okay, but her brother is still at risk, and he's in medical school. So you're removing people that are United States citizens, to me, of value to this country completely. And he's all about talking about bringing jobs back to the United States. Well, you're taking all of these willing, intelligent people out for no reason, and some of them haven't even seen another home. These kids that have come in when they're months old, and then they have to go back to their home country when it's not their home country. Right. When they don't know anybody, and sometimes they, sometimes they don't speak the language. Exactly. Yeah. And it's just, it's it's a, a whole thing, but I think that the way that they did it on the show specifically, they highlighted it in such a way that it, it's, I hope that we're going to learn more about the process, especially because of where we live in Southern California because there are ICE agents around here all the time. It directly Taking people yeah. every yes. day. And I have to wonder too like how <laughs> the what was announced today with DACA is that going to advance the upcoming storyline mm-hmm. just because like clearly they know about that. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And they're in on that so it's fascinating. Yeah. I think everyone should see there's a, a movie or slash documentary kind of that's called A Day Without a Mexican and oh, really? it's 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 hilarious but it's really funny you know that they're taking their jobs and everything I can guarantee you there's so many places there's so many things that people in America won't do that Latinos are doing or that people of you know like minorities are doing and you know how many almost every single restaurant in Los Angeles would not be run if we didn't have that I mean get out it's just so crazy yeah sorry just to add on to your point like that people are qualified it's just it's it's so silly yeah don't apologize Uh, I want to talk about Steph and Tess and their conversation but before we get to it Mm -hmm. we just want to say a quick mention uh, message from a sponsor for people who are hiring or if you do do know where to post your job for the best candidates and that's why we want to talk about ZipRecruiter which is a great way to post your job to 100 plus job sites with one click they have a really powerful technology that efficiently matches the right people to your job better than any other site out there and that's why ZipRecruiter is different 
Unlike other job sites, ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you, it finds them. In fact, over 80% of employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a qualified candidate within one day. There's no jelly emails, there's no calls to offices, it's not annoying, it's great. And so you can find out today why ZipRecruiter has been used by businesses of all sizes to find the most qualified job candidates to get immediate results. And right now, my listeners, our listeners, excuse me, <laughs> anybody watching our show can post jobs on ZipRecruiter for free. That's right, for free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash buzz. That's B-U-Z-Z. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash buzz. So one more time for free to try it. ZipRecruiter.com slash buzz. Love it. Okay. So we're going to talk about Tess. Uh, we want to thank Tom for coming in. Yes. He's scooting off. He's got to get to acting class because this is L.A. And yes. he's keeping his chops up. Exactly. So we'll thank him later. <clears throat> okay. Tess and Steph had their talk. Yes. We were kind of nerved last uh, Ooh, was I peeved? Right. Well, yeah. last episode when she gave like a couple like microaggressions and like, well, I don't even mm-hmm. feel that way about you. And we find out now that she did feel that way about Steph. Mm-hmm. And not only that, she's had problems in her marriage, and she's wondering herself: Is it because I might be queer? Is it might be because I'm attracted to women? Mm-hmm. Um, what do you all think about that? I'm a hundred percent not surprised. I think that she is extremely blessed to have somebody like Steph in her life who went through exactly this. Hopefully, Steph can act as a guide of sorts because I don't think that Tess is interested in Steph per se, but I think that she, for her to say that she had those feelings and for her to say, I might be gay, you know, she's had to have had those feelings for other women. Mm-hmm. Personally, I feel this way. That she, it can't just be that one person that she's pined over for all these years. Right. I think that there's probably other women in her life that she's interacted that she might have had those feelings for. So if I were her, I would sort of be relieved if I was in this situation just because you have somebody now that is a confidant and somebody that has been through that and can guide you along the way. Mm-hmm. And not necessarily tell you how to do things, but be a support system along the way. Yeah. <clears throat> I think... Uh, Well, first, I'm not surprised. And second, I think that this is the reason why I'm so happy that every time we want to give praise to something that has to do with anyone who's homosexual, queer, whatever you want to call it, because if there wasn't... So if someone wasn't so scared, I'm sure there's people in the world or people watching thinking like, how could you ruin this family and why would you marry this man and this, this and that? But it's because people don't realize had we had she been in a, an environment test where it was accepted, and mind you, this is also a black woman, so she already has trials and tribulations that she has to overcome in addition to her um, homosexuality. And to even have to label it that way it sucks but if we were in an environment where it was okay then people wouldn't be forced to find love in people that maybe they wouldn't I'm sure that her husband would have ultimately been like her best friend but in being his her best friend she was had that she said this is love this is what I have to embrace this has to be my life and then you grow up and times change and you're trapped because you're like oh my god the, the world is finally becoming progressive and oh my god look at Stephanie with someone of like mixed race clearly like I, if I was Tess I would have seen them and thought oh my god maybe she did like me back or maybe it was something serious or maybe we could have been together because look how beautiful their family is I mean there's so many emotions and it just sucks and she's someone who had to ride with it for how long how old is their son 18 yeah I also think that like we don't actually know how she identifies. Like she, uh, yeah. you know, her love for her husband could have been real. It was real. Yeah. yeah. You know, and I don't want to like negate that. I also think. I mean, sexuality is complicated. Mm-hmm. I also have to think. 
I cannot not compare this to the Monty storyline. Mm-hmm. And they've already Agreed. done something similar to this. Right. Yeah. And they don't repeat storylines. Agreed. So I have to wonder like where this is going in terms of how it's going to be different. Mm. That's what I keep thinking too because part of me because of the Monty storyline I agree. I'm like there has to be something else that they're showing us in this process of self-discovery with people and questions that straight, gay, bi, whatever ask themselves whether it turns out to be what they originally asked themselves or not. You know what I mean? And I'm more intrigued to see that progression and those questions that she asks versus her just coming out and realizing that she was always gay. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So And maybe it's just not even that she's gay, but she didn't even have the opportunity to experience. Right. You know? I mean unless unless she did later in life and just no one knows about it. But yeah. there are so many people who didn't even know. You right. know? I also think, like, in terms of it being complicated sexuality, I think of, like, Elizabeth Gilbert, who wrote Eat, Pray, Love. Right. Oh, and yeah. about her relationships. Yes. And about her divorce, and then finding somebody new. And then she found love at the end of Eat, Pray, Love, mm-hmm. <laughs> that last third. And then she wrote another book about it called Committed. Mm-hmm. And they were together for 10, 12 years. And then she realized that she was in love with her best friend, and her best friend got cancer. Mm-hmm. And now they divorced, she divorced her husband, and now is married to a woman. Yeah. Her best the friend. The same woman for Eat, Pray, Love. Yeah, yeah. Elizabeth Gilbert. You know, and she, um, I don't actually know how she identifies, but she was, she realized that she loved her best friend and that she was in love with her. And now she's married to a woman, you know? So that doesn't mean that she didn't love her other spouses. It just means that she's capable of loving. She's a brilliant woman. Um, In fact, one of like my, the first like blog that I ever did that was like a proud moment of me realizing my life um, was quoting one of hers in regards to soulmate and her description for a soulmate is unbelievable but really I don't know if we have time I could read yeah, it was that in the book or it was in the book and it, oh. and it's true because it, it you know people have this like different idea of what is like you know soulmate rather it, she just kind of explains it as an energy essentially yeah. an energy and a being and not every you're not supposed to be with your soulmate you know so mm-hmm. there's there's complications within, within even that I love yeah. that and also it's so funny that she like writes these like books geared toward women when like before that she was this writer in men's magazines like GQs and Esquires and my favorite fact about her is that she wrote the article that the movie Coyote Ugly was based on what she discovered that bar and wrote about it and they transformed that essay I think it was GQ maybe Esquire into the movie Coyote Ugly no way wow she's had a prolific career that's like when I found out Shonda Rhimes directed Crossroads What? Yeah. I know. Did she, did she write it too? I think she wrote it too, yeah. Did. Or not directed, maybe she wrote it. I'm yeah. I don't know, so she's involved things. with it. But yeah, I was I was shook as well. So yes. thank you for the nugget of knowledge, Jeff. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm a big fan of hers. What, did you find the quote? I did. Okay, you want to read it? Sure. Okay, um, so this is what she says. People think a soulmate is your perfect fit, and that's what everyone wants. But a true soulmate is a mirror, the person who shows you everything that is holding you back, the person who brings you to your own attention so you can change your life. A true soulmate is probably the most important person you'll ever meet because they tear down your walls and smack you awake. But to live with a soulmate forever? Nah, too painful. Soulmates, they come into your life just to reveal another layer of yourself to you and then leave. A soulmate's purpose is to shake you up, tear apart your ego a little bit, show you your obstacles and addictions, break your heart open so new light can can get in. Make you so desperate and out of control that you have to transform your life, then introduce you to your spiritual master. That's beautiful. So then in that sense, maybe Steph and Tess are soulmates. Right. With that definition. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah, Yeah, that's beautiful. Steph the character, not Steph the co-host. 
And just I think while we're talking about soulmates, that's a great transition to talk about Mariana and Nick. Uh, <laughs> just kidding. Okay, we need to talk about Nick. Yeah. She gets a text. Right. Yes. We find out that he still is they're still he's still here. And well, she doesn't yeah, know because right. she's dancing at prom. And of course, okay, the exact her... same night that Matt chooses to speak to her, right. Nick does. Mariana True. leaving her phone out of sight is the most unrealistic thing that's ever happened on this show. Yeah, except for the BS. fact that because it's Matt that came up and swooped, swooped her. I can only do, I can only understand it because it's the only real distraction she could ever have because all she, she's just bored. Yeah, Game of but Thrones. then when she did it, all I kept thinking I was like, well, I mean, she really had nowhere else to put it. Yeah, that's true. To dance, I know, but it was there. like kind of high dress. You know what I mean? So I was like, where's she? put it with that twenty? I don't know. I, I, he right? He's. <laughs> I loved that when she took it out though. She was like, sorry, it's a little sweaty because that's what everybody says. And I was like, good job, show, giving her that line. True. I was just happy that she finally got mad at the end of it because mm-hmm. she planned this entire prom very quickly mm-hmm. and nothing was going her way. Oh, yeah. I love it. I hated my prom too. Really? Yes, and it, there was, it was so eventful. I hated it. I just it was too much work for me. <laughs> and my prom date had two broken legs. Oh. oh. Don't ask me why I brought him. I'm so sad about it. So <laughs> so was he like dying like grace? Close. Here's a I see segue. What you did there. Yeah. So we don't actually know what what is going to happen like and like what if it's like a fall in our stars moment mm-hmm. if it's like going to happen tonight i was waiting for her to pass out on the dance floor personally right yeah well but she said something what? for f's sake she said for whatever reason if i don't go to yeah. coachella yeah. As, aka if i die please go anyways meaning that's going to be her goodbye to him I just really like them and out of all Brandon's girlfriends I just really like her I and I don't know why they have to do this it's like so tragic and he has had so many losses like I really just want a win for him mm-hmm. and it just sucks like as a viewer because yeah. I like them together and mm-hmm. I think that they make sense and it's sort of I don't know not well it did kind of come out of left field for me it really did yeah. this was I mean when we found out in the a couple episodes ago or when she had that phone call with her mom where we found out that she was a little overbearing and something was up there was really like not too many hints about what was happening right and for them to like do this to mm-hmm. us to us i know to the viewers well it's come the, on it's the rule oh of brandon you know like things right. are starting to go his way and that's just not allowed exactly like, I and so i think also he's very i think you know to their credit he is very equipped to deal with something like this yeah mm-hmm. He's used to trauma and pain and not getting his way. And he also gives everything. Mm -hmm. And that's what, I mean, that's just how he loves. Exactly. He just gives everything. And I can relate. Like, I'm like that. I know a bunch of people like that. And for him to just not, I don't know. Like, it's just, it just sucks. And one thing I do want to bring up, because I don't know if you have it in your notes, Jeff, but when Callie looked at them, when... Brandon and Grace were dancing. There was some sorrow there. That was a significant moment. It was. Yeah. And that made me really sad. Because yeah. I don't know what she was thinking. Was she thinking? I feel like, like I what do. do you guys, what do you think? I feel as if, because she just got into this argument with Aaron, and then after thinking this was a good relationship after AJ for having had the same issue, and then she looked at Brandon and watched Brandon be there for someone who potentially is going to die. Not that she knows that, but she knows that he, she's sick, and says like, 
too bad that just can't be. Too bad that I can't be the one that's dancing with him because he's the only one that never has put too much judgment on her or has given her any grief for any decisions that she's made. And who wasn't really, like, jealous. He just kind of gave her her space. Right. Or asked her or spoke to her when needed to. Yeah, yeah. actually, Twitter's weighing in on this. Um, Christopher said, I think they're tickling our peaches. They can't take Grace away. Um, Lizette said... Um, She's getting her surgeries. Maybe she'll get well. And um, Monica said, Brandon loves hard, just like Steph. Yes. And I felt like also with that conversation between Callie and Brandon and then her watching them dance, like, they both love each other so much regardless of whether they end up together or not, even though, you know, I know everybody knows how I feel about Brown. The soulmate thing, too, right. maybe. Right. And I think that she loves him so much that watching her face when he was telling her about it, she just hurt for him. She did. She right away, she looked like pain. she was going to cry. Right. And because I, she saw it in him. Yeah, and I think that was so much of that was not even necessarily, like, a jealousy or wanting to be the one with him, but was just just so hurting for him that she knows the pain that he mm-hmm. potentially is about to go through. Exactly. And that's... And it, he grabbed her hand, too. Right. Like, I feel like they never touch anymore, with reason. Right. <laughs> but he just was like, you know, thanks, like, just did it a good squeeze and she was like yeah and just and then she had to watch him and again I think it was she just had a, a moment of reflection again about who Brandon is right both in her life and his in his own life yeah. you know sad <sighs> okay Fosters you guys really do it every time for us <laughs> I mean I just love it how many years have we been doing this for why can I still talk about it I know and want to cry when you talk uh, about yes, it like exactly. you're so invested I cried because Brandon, I think Brandon, David Lambert, in this episode did wonderfully. And I remember in my acting class when they say, you know, the, a true cry is trying not to cry. Because in real life, we right. never want to cry, right? Absolutely. And every time he does what Terry does, the, those whole, the hell, the holding back of the tears, yeah. brilliant. And he does it when he's talking to Callie, which makes sense to me because this is someone he's allowed to be vulnerable with. Right. And then um, when he's just laying in bed with her, you know, yeah. he's just heartbroken. Yeah. Which, by the way, we didn't get to hear what uh, Grace's mother says to Brandon because yeah. it it cut on us. Yeah, we had some issues. That is true. That is true. So if anybody would like to tweet us all that information, that well, I think really I can great. piece together because Lizette said that surgeries. <laughs> so I think oh, she was telling okay. that she maybe has to get surgery or something. Um, we had maybe some... it's not. It could be cardio because cardio isn't always for sure. Or it could be uh, neuro. We Those, will oh, find sorry. out. Yeah, I'm we sure somebody will tweet out. us right now. So if we can take a special moment to discuss uh, somebody that we didn't see this episode, but is my favorite character called Taylor, who is played by Isabella Vidovic. Mm -hmm. I want to bring her up because this shining young light of joy that was created within my heart and the love of rainbows, unicorns, and puppy dogs, she was recently cast as the young version of Kara, Supergirl in Supergirl, the TV show. She was. And I saw that news Supergirl today. Supergirl the flashback. That is going to be really? so awesome. Yes. You know the Supergirl TV show? It's Kara. Yes. The main character's name is Kara. Okay. The Supergirl who plays Supergirl. Um, she's playing young Kara. Okay. In the flashbacks. Oh, amazing. So maybe she'll be flying. And I think, I want to inform everybody. That makes sense though because Taylor's a Supergirl. Yes. Mm-hmm. I want to, and also in life as well, I want to implore everybody to Google her. Okay. She speaks fluently English, Bosnian, Serbian, and Croatian. Yeah, she's awesome. Okay, Taylor. Are you kidding me, Isabella? What? I mean, Isabella. She is the next 
Jennifer Love Hewitt. She's the next Mila, Kun- <laughs> Mila Kunis. The only like very was... attractive a- actress that I know is Mila Kunis, who speaks what English Jay Russian. Love? Really? I was gonna say, um, what's her name? Who uh, Liz Taylor? But then Jennifer Love Hewitt came out. <laughs> Elizabeth Taylor. Okay, roll the tape. What is Elizabeth Taylor playing? Go back to places. She is the next Elizabeth Taylor. Okay, so we'll remember that. Isabella Verovic. Yeah, yeah. I stand for her. Lovely. Hopefully we can have her on the show one time. Oh, yes. my God. I've been, I've been trying. I'm a work. fangirl. I've been trying. Um, Tell I me did... the languages again. Bosnian, what and what? Serbian. Serbian and... English. Wait, hold up. Croatian. Okay. English, Bosnian, Serbian, and Croatian. Hmm. Yeah. Worldly She's girl. She's the daughter of Mario Vidovic and actress Elisabetta Vidovic. Oh, Elisabetta. I, ha- I know Elisabetta. <laughs> She's Russian. Oh my god. Why is she my favorite actress of all time? Yeah, she's great. Um, we did get some answers about Grace, the scene that we Lovely. missed. Um, she has leukemia, and it's a poor prognosis. Oh god. I knew. So she's getting For surgeries. For some reason, it was going to be leukemia. And um, she's had it since she was eight. It's the most practical thing that she could have. Yeah. Because so it's again, common enough. Yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah, wow. She has to go back for chemo, so that's yeah. why she's going home. All right, well, thank you for everybody for tweeting that to us. Sure. Uh, we didn't see Taylor this episode. We saw Jude a bit, though. Yeah, like, just a blip. Like a bit a of blip. a bit. Just a blip. But he served as a, our helper tonight. Poor dude. Just, like, Poor left dude. behind Poor all the dude time. The Jude. Well, he, Jude the dude. Jude the dude. He to prom, you know. Right. That's what we should call him, Jude the dude. Jude the um, dude. He did overhear the discussion between Monty and Lena regarding the future of the school. Mm-hmm. And that's an interesting, uh, a what Monty proposed is, you know, a good option, actually. Yeah. Very to appealing. Keep her job. Very appealing for Lena too. More pay. Um, the location has changed, obviously, but she can be a co-principal. Yeah. You know what I was thinking too. Um, we don't know how many more seasons of this show will go on. Yeah. Exactly. It could be Ditto. a great like series finale to have Lena leaving the school. It could be. It could be. Um, and I. This is the. Can we go into predictions on that note? Sure. Okay. Yes, absolutely. Can I get a sound cue? Yes. Thank you. This is what I was thinking about. I don't think that Callie would go back to AJ because, just because, because she understood. Remember that fight that they had? She said, maybe um, I'm just jealous when I see AJ rather than be anything more. Oh, oh, I guess that was Courtney and Brandon, but still, who cares? Whatever. It could be that same situation for Callie where she recognizes it. And then her not do anything with Aaron because he's already been um, what can you uh, what's the word he's been uh, poisoned if you will with the thought of it yeah and that it gives the opportunity with Grace possibly dying for oh. Brawley to happen for a oh. series finale wow. okay but why hold up this is implying with a series finale that we only got about like one season left and Here, I'd like everybody to hold up on that for I know here's the, I deal. Agree. here's the deal Hannah all of what? the creators have said that this show cannot go on forever. We need to think realistically about what these people want to do with their careers that have created the show and have made the show thrive. Right. If they feel like the time has run out, then the time has run out. I, I don't hope think it has we, yet, but... I hope that we get a season six. This is five. Yeah. We, we have five and a half right now. I hope that they get some renewal news. I think that by this, by us having this break until January, whenever the show goes back... You know, they obviously don't know yet. I'm seeing all of the creators tweeting all the time, retweeting fans, being like, so have you heard about the Foster's renewal? Have you heard about it? But what we all need to know, 
and what we need to remind you guys is that the end of 5B will bring them to 100 episodes, which was is the goal for syndication, I yes, believe. absolutely. And that is a milestone for TV, and that mm-hmm. is why they wanted to end on the 100th episode. So who really knows what's going to happen, but if they don't get the renewal, then I feel like we are going to have a jam-packed nine episodes to mm-hmm. end this thing. Oh, God, it's going to be, again, Game of Thrones. Yeah. Well, Son of a biscuit Unfortunately, the way the TV works, too, it's that they might... They, they could happen very quickly. Yeah. Right. Uh, I, I also am of the mind, personally, and people can throw tomatoes if they want, or eggs. I love eggs. Um, Me too. I like things ending on top. Me too. I do. I agree with you. I know that Grey's Anatomy is currently fantastic. However, it has run for 12 years. Too much. I, I bowed out <laughs> after, like, like, six months. No, I'm kidding. Right. I bowed out after, like, six, because I just couldn't... Um, I that's not who I am right. and this show The Fosters is made for me personally right. at Jeff Masters one on Twitter mm-hmm. and Verified. so <laughs> thank you that's true Grace and I actually technically seventh episode is when it was different from but then on also forward. yeah I, I don't know why we I, I'm not like trying to predict the end of this what I will say though that every family drama that deals with high schoolers it reaches a point where kids go to college and it gets really really freaking hard it does to unless we're gonna have Saved by stories. the Bell college years I mean Fosters just, college years too many students or young foster children to go to the same college. I mean, like, no shade, but look how terrible Glee got when they all graduated. I know. That's all I'm saying. I I just feel like, you know, when they they sort of, like, have a sense, I'm sure, of where they want things to go and what what the end will look like when the end comes. Oh, my God, that's so crazy to think about. But until then, we urge you all to tweet Freeform and let them know how you feel about the series. We obviously want to be in your homes Quickly. Yes, we do. Um, and we, and we, we want, I think we're in agreement, we want another season. Yes, yeah. we need another season. Yeah, well, absolutely. And not to mention the crazy thing to me about this show is that usually by season three, everybody knows season three is a hard season for every show. Right. Everything goes like kind of downhill and they I have kinda, to save right. it. And this has been one of the only shows that I have watched for more than three seasons to where every year they really do get more progressive and better and... And And I think it's easy because it's the most realistic. Exactly. And I feel like this past year has been one of the most talked about years for this show. Mm-hmm. And I think I'm like, it's like a critical uh, darling and a jewel on Freeform. It is. It yes. is. I, I mean, I know that it has the critic support because I see yeah. everybody like... Emily I mean, Nussbaum, for God's sake. I know. Like, you don't see these show recaps being written for, like, many... Um, teen dramas but there are people recapping the fosters every single week on really massive sites i'm seeing like exclusive info going up you know they're really like trying to fan out a lot of the talent has been doing interviews a lot of the creators have been doing interviews it's exciting the most progressive show on tv and hopefully that it'll just like lead other shows to be as progressive right yes i'm also super excited though because i feel as if this let's say we get this B season mm-hmm. or you know we finish B maybe we'll get six if we don't all the Fosters did a great job because Freeform is the what do you say the blossom or like the seed for most people who just blow up yeah. every one of these characters are capable of yes starting being used with Taylor and you're exactly right okay so what before we wrap up what is everybody looking forward to and or hoping will happen in the new B five B season. Well, I hope that the um, DACA storyline mirrors what is happening now. Right. I, I really, they, they have this this have time. this real life thing playing out in front of our eyes, and I would hope that they would sort of take that and run with it and sort of teach as many people as possible about what 
these undocumented people are going through. Mm-hmm. And I, I think I think I have to see imagine they're going that way, especially with the Jimena speech saying, "I came here because I like want to live here and I'm working hard and I want the best here." And like maybe this isn't the place for me, right? Because it's so unwelcoming. Which it's becoming, I think, for a lot of people. Yeah. So. Not Yikes. yeah, uh, not to plug my podcast called LGBTQ and A, which documents LGBTQ stories. But we had a transgender immigrant on who came here from Guatemala, and just hearing about her story and how it really, I was really moved by hearing her describe coming to America with all these dreams, and wanting to be a productive member of American society, mm-hmm. and America not being that welcoming right and even though she was from Guatemala Guatemala and came here on asylum not welcoming America is unfortunately more safe for her right but um we shouldn't talk about my podcast LGBTQ and I that much more does anybody I'm sorry wait what was the podcast again oh it's LGBTQ and A. okay it's a play on words I question the answer Q okay does anybody have anything concrete Jillian um no I'm just excited for the new season of my podcast what uh, of your podcast of this show we'll see you back whenever they announce when they're coming back Hannah, do you have anything Same, concrete? No, that's okay, it. Jeff? Okay, so no, but let's continue the conversation on Twitter. Yes. Let's, let's yeah. do that as well. So I'm on Twitter at JeffMasters1. I'm on Twitter at the Hotshot Dude. I'm on Twitter at Jillian Left. I'll miss you all very much. And I'm on Twitter at Stephanie Georgie. Okay, we will see everybody back next half of the season. Good night. Yes. Bye. Bye. From executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 